test. Testing. Sounds fun. Test. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny, like, you're talking about, like, customer... I don't know, like, better customer service or whatever, or, like, you dealing... You com- the OES customer, yeah. Like, the OESC has just messed up my address three times, and no one likes working at the OESC. I'm sure, and I don't like contacting them to fix my shit. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That big. It's just funny because now that I just like am looking at customer complaints all day. Like I'm looking at that data, mm-hmm. just like customer support tickets, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just. Hundreds. Like yesterday, I read manually read through like three or four hundred tickets to like manually try and trim down data and find false positives. And it's just it's really funny actually, just to see like the problems people are having. Well, the problems, but then sometimes it's it's a response, so you don't even have the context. You just mm-hmm. had kind of have a follow up, like mm-hmm. a salty follow up, just randomly. <laughs> you can just read it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, and there's just. You know, thousands. What's frustrating is like people usually know what their problem is too. Like in my situation, I knew I wasn't getting crucial information in the mail from them for like months. So I was like, obviously my fucking address is fucked up. And so then it's just frustrating because you can hardly talk to someone or a good AI automated system that can take care of it for you. And it's like, you know what the problem is. I don't know, like, half of those complaints if they knew what their problem was. But in my situation, I did. And, yeah, it's like, that's the most frustrating part is you know what's wrong. People probably all people who work there probably know what's wrong, too. But, like, the, the way to interface with them is fucked right now. I feel like, and I feel like we're, it's fucked because we're in that process of moving over, you know, to like a more possibly AI centered like system when yeah. it comes to like customer service and just, just every, everything monotonous that involves information yeah. or yeah. communication or information change or anything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all that's going to get automated eventually. And like, we want it mm-hmm. to be automated in a sense, like a lot of it's drudge drudgery work Mm -hmm. and things that people don't want to do but you know all the other a bunch of other stuff comes along with it as well yeah obviously you know people are scared about and people like andrew yang talk about it and there's all these new stories about it so people are aware of that and Mm -hmm. already kind of making fud about that but i've been there's always both sides like when it comes to technology there's always like it's always a double-sided sword yeah there's always benefits along with detriments i've been kind of scared of it before too but now i just kept realizing that it might provide more avenues for people to do what they actually want to do they don't have to be stuck working at the oklahoma employment security commission or whatever the fuck it is oesc or whatever like they don't have to work there they don't have to work as a cashier at a grocery store they don't have to work these shitty jobs mm-hmm. they could go and try and be what they want to be and while the jobs that they would be working are just going to be automated but then i could see the other side where people are like oh they're going to take away all of our jobs like i could see yeah. why people would be scared but i think it is going to be more of a benefit yeah personally that's, that's a whole it's a whole the whole topic is a pandora's box because like i definitely agree with your points and there's like merit to them but this is also the classic tech utopianist argument or mm-hmm. like people what people call tech 
utopianist or yeah that's i think that's basically the the one term but the the classic or the the key person in this category is um oh shit i just forgot his name all of a sudden i'll think <laughs> i'll think of it in a minute he's the singularity no, is near cool. guy he wrote books you know the singularity is near how to create a mind mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm forgetting his name the singularity university anyway he's just someone that that's made these these future predictions that are very positive about uh, how computers will advance and a lot of his predictions have been correct but he has this idea of how and when we'll merge with computers and ai and but it's all positive. It's all wrapped up in this like tech utopianist. Um, I feel know, like we've really talked narrative. about him on here before, actually, like our first couple episodes. That sounds we, vaguely familiar. Uh, we might have. Let me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. But he it. has like. Because um, I, I, I swear it was like the third or fourth episode. We talked about something to do with AI in the very beginning, I think over Discord. Yeah, it's Ray Kurzweil. That's okay. who it is. Um, but you know and he he's a he's a weird guy he wants to like bring back his dad uh in an ai form in an ai form see that's where i'm like that's where you lose me that type of shit (laughs) i even even if it gets explained to me in a very deep way and like a very like i don't know way that makes sense i don't think i'm ever going to be on board with that per se well but i'm not like staunchly against it i just wouldn't I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm staunchly against it, but it's just like that gives you a glimpse into the, the this this person's mind. Oh yeah. And the thing is, when you spend so long, just like at the edge of technology, at the edge of advances of technology, and you understand AI, and you're building it, and you're communicating with other people building it, like you're just so wrapped up in that world, you get to the point. To where he's at, where he's an older guy, mm-hmm. he thinks he's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to get into what he destri- describes as uh, escape velocity or escape trajectory, where basically mm-hmm. you live long enough to the point to where you're catching up with technology's ability mm-hmm. to heal you and keep you alive. Yeah. So he takes like sixty pills every day. <laughs> You know, he it sounds keeps like he's this... living in hell. Honestly, <laughs> well, like he's he... creating his own hell by. Uh, yeah, just increasing like his up. increasing his chance of staying on this rock. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of a classic, uh, classic human hubris to like avoid death or think mm-hmm. that he's immortal. Like that's a very classic archetype. So yeah. it it should make anyone, even the most simple person, suspect. Mm-hmm. But you know, like he keeps. He even said like he keeps his dad's music. Like his dad was a composer. He keeps his dad music, just thousands of documents, physical documents, like hard drives. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that, you know, that one day the AI will be able to write music that his dad, only his dad could have written, Mm. you know, only his dad could have imagined. And and it's like, when he talks about the details, you're like, okay, I can kind of see how that's like sweet and how you're doing it out of respect for your dad. And you're Mm -hmm. not saying that it's going to replace him, but it's like, it's also like a crazy... You know, that would be some kind of sci-fi novel. I mean, something. at least someone's doing it. I'll give him that. Like, at least there's one person that's doing something like well, that. Well, he's trying to rile up an army of people to follow mm. his philosophy, which is tech utopianism. And it's like, I don't know. It's nice if that happens. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, 
I'm against, you know, positive narratives and positive visions for the future, but it's mm-hmm. like, I, 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 we need to be pragmatic as far as just considering that there are things to build, things to do, improvements to be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, technology's moving fast. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, speaking of though, you're moving fast to a techie job, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segway. I, yeah, nice. Uh, I went on on Sunday, May the 2nd. I worked my last shift as a delivery boy. Congrats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got yelled at by Karen, hopefully for the last time, <laughs> over the phone. Because uh, we didn't deliver to her zone. Mm. Our delivery zone didn't deliver to her house. And then the next What'd day, she say? I'm like six minutes away or something. I had someone like, say I'm that. I'm like to a me. mile away. That's what they <laughs> always say. I'm like yeah. a mile away. It's like, yeah. listen, if you were really a mile away, you you would be within the zone. <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't don't just in get the to, zone. Yeah, you ain't you, in the zone. You don't get to round it down if it's if it's past anyway. And then the next day, May the third, I started my first day as a software engineer. Nice. And so that was a pretty stark change and i'm pretty i'm pretty i'm pretty floored i'm pretty shocked uh i don't know i i just finished my first week so i'm definitely not used to any of it but yeah well how was it tell tell us a little bit about it, if you want I mean. uh, well you know I, I can only say so much but it's a lot of a lot of setting things up you know that's how it is for mm. any like like orientation the, type stuff kind well, of well so, yeah orientation meeting people like i probably met like 20 people one on one and like 20 minute plus conversations mm-hmm. like introduced myself multiple times told my quote unquote story right. so many times like <laughs> yeah. backstory or whatever and you know that that can be pretty exhausting but it's it's cool people are nice and but you know i'm basically going to be working with data and like trimming data to put into machine learning AI algorithms to Mm -hmm. like improve their accuracy. Uh, And so, you know, that's why I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm floored is like, I don't, I'm not really sure why they chose me. You know, they're kind of a startup. I think they thought I was a scrappy type of person, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, figures things out on their own, like that Mm -hmm. type of person. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy, but it, it's been a long journey. I've been working towards this for a long time. Like this was kind of my goal. I wanted to work at, at a startup as a software engineer. Like four years ago, if, if you asked me, like that's that's basically mm-hmm. what I what I would have said my goal was. But I also there was six other things I was doing at the same time, so I didn't really know if that was the real one or if it was like, oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> any of the other things like we've talked about all of our failed projects yeah. you know like yeah. the YouTube channel or like like I did day trading for a little while or I like all were of you these... selling stuff on eBay too so, yeah I had an eBay store yeah. that I got up to like thousands of dollars nice where I was just like flipping items and mm-hmm. kind of decided I hated it so like <laughs> I was I was doing all of these experiments at the same time basically just trying to say like I'm trying like, you know like I'm trying to figure out what how the hell I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one of those was like, in, yeah, just an interest in technology that, you know, I pressed into it and it kept on going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like, uh, we talked a little bit about 
this stuff with Caleb just, you know, you just kind of feel lucky. Like I feel lucky and it's Mm -hmm. hard to feel like in hindsight, too many things. The imposter syndrome starts kicking in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's just like, you don't know when you're making decisions, you don't know if you're making the right decisions, but Mm -hmm. then you look back in hindsight. And for me, there's like a few particular decisions that if I would have done any other, anything else, Mm. I could have, it could have been three or four more years before I even got my first job. Yeah. That's wild to think about. I'm sure. Exactly. And that's the thing that has me feeling just like humbled and like shocked and just Mm. not really feeling like I earned it even fully. Mm. Well, it's important to notice that like just humility, I I guess humility. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to notice where, you know, yeah, you made the, you know where you made the right decision or the wrong decision because then you can learn from it. And like if if a similar situation pops up, then you'll know. You know, sometimes, sometimes not though. Sometimes you just have to make a spur, spur of the moment decision. And that's just how it goes. Yeah. And you're like, you try and be smart. Like I tried to be smart. I tried to have a plan, but really my strengths and my weaknesses came into account in the end. Mm -hmm. So like one of my weaknesses being kind of lazy that's why I dropped out of school and went right. to like this other school is, is basically cause I was lazy, but you know, there's, uh, there's kind of a joke jokes among developer, like software developers or whatever that like a good developer is lazy, mm. meaning that like they'll find tasks you should automate and automate them or they won't do something super manually. They'll just mm-hmm. look it up and take someone else's solution. Mm. So kind of just like a pragmatic laziness. Yeah. And you know, but that's just like me. That's just the way I would have done things anyway. Mm-hmm. And like some people are more perfectionist or more like detail oriented and they have other strengths and other opportunities that would have opened up to them. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like if you just look to one person in one example and you try and make, mimic that, like I love someone else said this, I forgot who, but I love it. It's like taking someone else's winning lottery ticket numbers mm it's like so much stuff doesn't apply generally. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff that does is probably like in the Bible or in the right. Quran or, you know, right. like they're fundamental truths. Yeah. But most other like advice or stuff in, I don't know, the self-help world or anything like that. It's just other people giving you their lottery ticket numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that classic trait of the lazy, like genius or n- maybe not even lazy, but like the slacker genius. That's like, I know what I can do, but like, I'm not, I'm not doing it right now type of, I've, I've always loved that trait. Like whenever I see it in displayed in like movies or books, I don't know those characters. I like those characters a lot. Yeah. I, there's personality, there's kind of an archetype. There's a personality in it. In my opinion, yeah, like Huck, Huckleberry Finn or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's some there's some kind of archetype there, and and even like the tech startups or whatever, like they see the tech startup world is kind of like the underground music scene, mm. except everyone thinks and is trying to make a billion dollars. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. everyone's like sc- sc- really scrappy and doing things themselves and like networking and it's super like niche and it's really deep if you get into it and there's a community and all that. But 
in the back of everyone's minds, they're like, I'm trying to make a billion dollars. Mm. And something about that just yeah. really changes anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to insult it, uh, like it's uh, what it is. I don't know. There's a lot. Well, I mean, that's a good. That's it, a good different. Uh, that's it's good to point out. I mean, it's good to, to recognize that. Yeah, and it's just like you're in a different. You're in a different game. Mm-hmm. Like when I first met with my boss, uh, who I won't specifically name, yeah. but you know, has been involved with other companies before and is now very involved in this prominent company. You know, before before I got in the meeting, I remember thinking like, this is without a doubt going to be the richest person I've ever talked to. Wow. <laughs> like with, I don't even have to like know the number specific, like probably by an order of magnitude or two. Yeah. This person has more money than anyone I've personally spoken to. And it's like, I don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm noticing it. Like, I don't necessarily care, uh, but it's just, I don't know. It's like a different level mm-hmm. uh, that you're in. Um, and I don't know. Going to be going to be exploring that space and thinking about it. But for right now, I'm just kind of quiet and mm-hmm. trying to learn my job. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. It's exciting. I don't know. I mean, as far as the podcast goes, we'll just be moving back to having video because yeah. we'll be doing most stuff remote. We'll be talking to each other over Zoom or Discord or something. Yep. Might even have a show Discord. We don't know yet. We we're still talking about possible ideas. But yeah, we we're maybe going to do like a mega sode or something for episode 25. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or or episode thirty or whichever number, yeah. <laughs> even number yeah. happens to work out for us. But some, well, mainly like works that. out for you because you're you're the one moving, you're the one getting buckling down and getting ready to, yeah, do all that shit. Yeah, I'll I'll have like I'll be free in the I'll be free in a different way because mm-hmm. I've been strapped for a long time and like only having a day off a week type of day, and that's the day we do the podcast. Same. Same here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so that's that's really having a hard job, but it's like you're not worrying about money. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's gonna be where I'm at. So it's mm-hmm. it's more of there's a different type of freedom there. Like yeah. I'm gonna be able to come back each evening and mm-hmm. shit. I could be I could do a podcast each evening almost right. if I really wanted to, if, which yeah, I don't. You, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we can yeah. move it up to twice a week, but. Uh, no, yeah. no, one a week is fine with me. Yeah. Uploading it on Monday, like I don't think the schedule should change. But yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, we 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 got a good thing yeah, going for sure. But um, it's funny. Something I'm I'm just like pulling up stories I've seen over the past few weeks uh, that have popped up to me. And one thing, kind of kind of in this realm of like data and technology, uh, do you know the Signal app? Mm-hmm. Um. They're just like a private privacy chat app, basically, that's mm-hmm. gotten really popular. And they're a unique organization because they're like not a for-profit company. Mm-hmm. Different than WhatsApp because WhatsApp is with uh, Facebook, right? Yeah, Facebook owns WhatsApp. WhatsApp used to be what private. you would call encrypted end-to-end, which means like truly private user-to-user. Mm-hmm. And now that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But Signal is like that alternative. And Signal has like 100 million or something users. Like they've mm-hmm. become one of the most popular not 
a big tech company like type of apps. Including the creator of Facebook. <laughs> That's how I learned about Signal. Well, I've used Signal before, but it came back into my frame of reference because I saw that he was using it or something after saying that like WhatsApp is completely encrypted and fine to use or something like that. I don't know. It was a couple yeah. weeks ago. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that says a lot. But um, Signal had... They they launched probably the coolest ad campaign I've ever seen. What they did is, if you pay for ads on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, which Facebook owns, if just if you're in that whole ecosystem, you get super specific identifiers for people so that you can advertise to them. And so all that Signal did is they just produce an ad with text that showed <laughs> yeah. your personal identifiers. So like here's an example. It's you got this ad because you're a goth barista and you're single. <laughs> this ad used your location to see you're in Clinton Hill <laughs> and you're either vegan or lactose intolerant and you're really feeling that yoga lately. <laughs> that uh, that's yeah. not me by the way. Um but <laughs> that was that was just someone else on Twitter, but it's just like they have these specific mm-hmm. keyword identifiers, your location your diet your activities and they're just showing it to you and of course everyone who makes ads has access to these things they just they don't show you these things they just Mm -hmm. use them to advertise to you but signal showed them to the user and facebook shut down their ads facebook and instagram yeah (laughs) that's great (laughs) they censored them (laughs) they censored it was that's uh, funny yeah I've noticed that on my Instagram, I get ads for healthy stuff now because I've been changing my diet up the oh, past like two or three, two months. I've been changing my diet up and been trying to get healthier, eating better. And yeah, my ads have gone from uh, Domino's and like super cheesy, bready, gooey meals to like <laughs> smoothies and Ch- chicken sandwiches yeah. five days in a row <laughs> yeah like uh it's gone to fruits and veggies and nuts and protein powders and like all this shit like drastic like in a week just yeah. completely changed around which i can't really complain i'm not gonna buy any of it just like i wasn't buying anything they were showing me before but yeah it's it's interesting to see how it changes like what you start talking about influences what you're seeing on this little device yeah pretty pretty instantly it's pretty it's a pretty close feedback it's even happened where other people were saying shit and i didn't say it and then an ad popped up in discord i had headphones on in discord someone said something i can't remember what example it was but then literally an ad i think they were talking about a video game and the ad for the video game came onto my feed while I was still in the Discord talking to them, scrolling. Yeah. Might have been a coincidence, but it was still pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you never know how those things are interconnected yeah. on the back end. Yeah. Like, who can access whose data. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, the keyword recognition. Like, if you, if you say, you know, like... Nestle, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like now all Let's five of my now. computers picked up. Yeah, Nestle, you know, Nestle, 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 Nestle. Yeah. Just hold up your phone and say it. Hold your phone up to the speaker whenever I say that and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Listener. Um, we should, Dan, we should get their ad dollars now. Dang. Yeah. Nestle, sponsor us. Yeah. But, Nestle, Nestle, Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, uh, well, like it's funny, like you sw- you're saying you're like switching to like healthier habits and they're mm-hmm. advertising you healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you would think like, oh, well, that's good. They're like encouraging me. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I don't know. It's not. I thought I thought the unhealthy food habits would smack back harder. Like they'd be like, "You uh, want this fucking cookie cake dumped with ice cream and peanut butter?" And <laughs> well, see, like, that's the, the the funny thing is like probably at night. If you like, yeah, get, ooh, I bet if you wake up in the middle true. of the night and then go to your yeah. social feed at like two a.m., yeah. then the algorithm will know like, oh, there's a high correlation. Show me some dirty shit. Yeah, some, like some Uber like, eats some yeah. like, ice cream, fudge-filled brownies. Yeah, like some nasty shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They want to get you while you're weak. Yeah, yeah. But can't do it because I go to bed early, bitch. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. What like a lot of what I've seen that's in a similar vein. If you basically, if you're trying to learn almost anything, like if you're trying to learn how to exercise or just like learn education about mm-hmm. almost anything on the internet, like you'll get help, hit by the self help algorithms or like the J, like, uh, you know, I'm looking up coding videos or something. Mm-hmm. And there's very legitimate channels that are just like how to code, like coding tutorials. But then there's some that are like half how to code and half. Mm. self-help guru Mm. and youtube will like almost optimize for the half self-help guru just kind of like how it optimizes for the half outrage conspiracy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. genre as well like if you're into like oh just earth science right and then the suggested video is going to be earth science plus (laughs) something conspiracy yeah something flamboyant and just like if you're the vert almost like the version of that for education it's Mm. like uh, like, oh, I'm trying to just, you know, learn some basic finance principles. And then you'll, the YouTube algorithm will be like, how to trade Dogecoin to 1 million or like, you know, how I... Next thing you know, you're in a hole and it's an hour later and you're and you're watching conspiracy YouTube videos. Yeah, exactly. You or you're signing get... up for a paid trading group on Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which there are thousands i've joined something not like that i've just joined a too many discords of people trying to start up games and trying to get people to test them out for free essentially oh, trying to get yeah. hype surrounded by a game so I've, I've fallen ill to to it but not the same type of thing just people being like we're making this game if you come into the discord you can try and play it and like, yeah it never happens i think i've joined like 10 making a game is hard though i'm sure I'm yeah, sure that's going to be really hard. Def- definitely. And there, but there's also, there's more people kind of mm-hmm. trying to do it and like saying that like, hey, we're doing it and trying to, it's like the tools like Discord, they let someone who has a legitimate operation that's hard to start up. Mm-hmm. It gives them access to like an audience or a community that they can build pretty mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. But that also makes it to where the people who are kind of like, bullshitters and wouldn't actually fully build the thing they can go ahead and skip the important starting steps and just like market themselves and, right right uh, you know it's like when people create a social media brand or whatever or a clothing mm-hmm. brand and you're like okay and they start by launching they i don't know they start not by launching a product or something mm-hmm. like that they mm-hmm. just like are trying to hype it up there's Dude, what if Discord just like copied Clubhouse's model and had a room for that? Well, I mean, a lot of companies are trying to do that. Kind of copy a Clubhouse model, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Twitter, Discord would be Twitter great Spaces. Discord would be great. Uh-uh. No. It's the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitter launched it very soon after Clubhouse oh, yeah. was gaining popularity. Classic. I love it when that shit happens. It's just shameless. I love it. It's like so funny. 
but they're racing after the money. You know, yeah. that's their catch the bag. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're racing after the money bag. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money bags, uh, I'm looking at picks right now. This Cybertruck reveal, dude. <laughs> if I were to get a, if I were to get a Tesla, I would get the Cybertruck. Or this is like, well, there's been the reveal. These are just like new wow. picks. They like had a showing in Manhattan Crazy. or whatever. Uh, I don't like. It's kind of ugly. Like, the, dude, it's that's a why sharp I love angled it. car. But that's why I love it. Yeah, something about the way it's, it's ugly. ugly. Just you can haul stuff. You can sleep in it. Yeah, it's like armored, isn't it? Yeah, it's bulletproof and it has bulletproof glass. <laughs> it's on scary. It. That's kind of scary, though. Well, that no, that's 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 the opposite. That's gonna make you feel safer. Yeah, but like you're gonna need that. I to, don't feel safe because I don't have any money. <laughs> like <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah, you're you're more at risk of the exactly the debt collector exactly come take that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm fucked. Well, uh, dude, if you're driving and and. You know, 2022, if you're cruising through LA, you're going to need. Well, the cops already have bulletproof cars. That's true. Do they? Yeah. Mm. Let's test it. I'm just kidding. That's not. Uh, Yo, that reminds me. Did you see the video of the dudes that are like in. they're like driving a, a money transfer vehicle or a yeah, gold transfer that. vehicle. I saw that. In, yeah, in they Kenya. get shot at. Yeah, and they get shot at. And it's just like a cam video, like showing mm-hmm. him, like, it's crazy. It, it just looks like an action scene. It's just like, Dude, here's yeah. what it takes to transport. The passenger has like an AR. <laughs> like, he has to pull out. Yeah. That uh, that dynamic between them very much looked like the guy driving has been through that, and the dude and the passenger was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of what how I perceived it, but. Totally. It says. Here, the video looks like they got the most shares. It says, South Africa, crumbling economy, day in the life of a cash and transit crew. They're almost like pirates. I mean, they're essentially pirates, like coming up on a big ship and trying to take the loot, trying to board the ship or like sink it and take everything. Yeah. It's like the vibe it gave me. It's a very like pursuit. And, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it, it's an action movie. Yeah, the mo- yeah, it's the modern equivalent of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. You've got like because the guys that are dry, the guys that are trying to steal the cash, they're what pirates, uh, you know, gang members. They're off the grid, you know, groups of people trying to like steal to live. But then the crew themselves that are transporting the cash, they're almost like mercs, mm. almost like mercenaries. Because are they gov- are they? I don't know. Maybe they're government uh agent like transporting cash for the government but you know you got like private companies especially in places like africa mm-hmm. where they have to hire private basically pri- a private military um or like marijuana companies because they have to deal in cash like they've got these mm-hmm. crazy like militia militia uh merc groups that transport cash for them mm. and I don't know. It's interesting. It's kind of like in the vein of all these sci-fi movies mm-hmm. and and games. Like a game I always liked was Metal Gear Solid Four, mm. and that's a huge part of it. Is that there's like private military corporations, and they like fight over each, like fight each other, like <laughs> as if they were nations, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, not not that that's happening, but you know, it's just like 
it's crazy. You're here in America and we just cash up each other. Mm-hmm. But you go somewhere else and you see what it's really like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How the money problems are yeah. different and of a wider yeah. scope. Oh, yeah. Like, how do I even get money to point A from point B without f- fucking dying? Yeah. Yeah. I say I'm fucked with money. I, I'm fucked when it comes to money, but there are people that are in, 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 worse in the context of America. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe. But even then. Yeah. People are doing rough right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. This is a thought, or I guess an area of thought that I've been bouncing around with for a while, like kind of in the whole self-help realm mm-hmm. of things, you know, you get there's a whole genre of self-help self-help now and all of these books and all these new gurus and stuff like that. And a lot of the uh, narratives around that are they like use science to reinforce the self-help ideas. Like, uh, I don't know. Have you heard of like The Secret? Like that's one of the most popular. Hmm, I don't think so. Self-help movement types of books. If I don't you, read a lot of. I think I've only read like two self help books. Maybe oh, three. that's good. You're not missing out. <laughs> like, not that I, not that I consume a lot of the stuff, but like I've, I've dipped into it because if you're truly like, for me, when I was, you know, years back trying to take just kind of more basic responsibility for myself and mm-hmm. some different ways, you know, very humbly, I just approached all of the information I could and just be like, okay, is there signal to this? Mm-hmm. You know, even th- though I've always self-help stuff has always made me cringe. I was like, all right, I'm just going to humbly approach this and just say like, is there, is there stuff here? You know, like uh, Tony Robbins or whatever is there, mm-hmm. is there stuff to Tony Robbins? Like what's, what's the magic there? Is he just a master persuader? Um, or, or think or things like that. And, but anyway, the, the secret, there's this whole ideas around it, like manifest, Manifestation or manifesting mm-hmm. your reality, if you've heard of that, yeah. or like vision boards, yeah. like people that make yeah. those, and that's kind of the idea of the like the secret. Like the secret is that all these people that you look up to that have achieved amazing things, the secret is that really they just focused on it with all of their energy and mm-hmm. and it, and this idea that you can manifest your future, and it's interesting because well they use all these celebrity examples where. This is this has seemed to happen, kind of. Uh, like Oprah's is an example, somewhat. Mm-hmm. I don't know Oprah's story super well, but she was very focused and very ambitious and very persistent over time, mm-hmm. and then reached you know superstar status and and trailblazed the way for like black women basically in the public eye. Um, uh, Jim Carrey is one I know like well. Mm-hmm. Where was that Jim Carrey? Yeah, that was. Where like um, Jim, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Jim Carrey would like go to like some overlook for Hollywood or something like every night, mm. and would just like imagine himself becoming like the most popular new movie star or something like this. Or uh, another one is uh, who's what's his name Sylvester Stallone mm. with the first Rocky movie. Like he was like broke and homeless and like had to sell his dog and wrote Rocky and was like trying to pitch it to people and just, you know, how ambitious to be homeless and write Mm -hmm. a a script alone, but it'd be Rocky and then also demand that you are the lead character. Yeah. 
So here's a lot of writers, comedians, actors start out homeless too. It's crazy the mm-hmm. amount of them that do, especially in Hollywood, just because yeah. it's so expensive. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of an archetype in a mm-hmm. sense, but you know, and so these are you know just touching on those are a few stories of many that people like this point to, and it's kind of like you would you would call that I guess confirmation bias or like winners bias or whatever like because you're looking at the winners the Mm -hmm. ones whom it worked for versus the thousands you don't know how many thousands tried that same exact thing or a similar equivalent thing and it didn't work well it's interesting too because i've not to get too woo woo with it but i've in my past have learned about uh like magic with a K like the, the, Uh, yeah. And that's essentially what they teach. Like at first it's very confusing, but when you get down to it, the essential teachings of magic or whatever you creating quote unquote magic in this world is you, your mind, uh, manifest like essentially just, yeah. Having that positive affirmation and like imagining and I mean, they have different like, ways of doing it practices rituals whatever you want to call them like consistent things you do every week to enforce that type of thinking that's all that it really is and once you get down to it but there's a Mm -hmm. lot you have to read to get to that like just final point where you're like oh i understand now yeah and and there's like it's a madman's way to get to that there's an easier way to get to it you shouldn't read about magic don't read about magic. <laughs> don't. It's it seems interesting and intriguing, and if you want to do it for art, that's cool. But it's 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 maddening. <laughs> it's just kind of like heavy philosophy, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's so many different people that came from different variations of life that practiced it. That it's like it is interesting to learn about, but it also they wrote a lot of books, and there's a lot of old type of writing that you have to get through like biblical style sentences where you're just like, you have to read it like eight times and then you know what they're saying. Finally Mm -hmm. it's yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, totally. I, um, I, and I kind of think that a lot of these similar ideas like man manifesting, you could put that kind of in a lot of different ways. Like maybe you're saying, Oh, well maybe I'm not manifesting a physical future or physical situation but maybe i'm manifesting a state Mm -hmm. well that's a lot of eastern philosophy and like Mm. buddhism um and christianity is almost like you're manifesting into the image of god or something like sanctification Mm -hmm. or whatever that's what that process is supposed to be like repentance Mm -hmm. that that's almost like a manifestation uh and kind of like an iterative process Mm -hmm. almost but so it's there's truth to it, and that's the thing that catches a lot of people is there's there's truth to it. And even when I look back at my own life, uh, and by the way, get just another point in here. Like I'm entertaining these ideas. I'm not saying that I put weight on these ideas. Yeah. I think that it could yeah. potentially be dangerous. I think that goes for both of us in this whole whole episode. That's a whole, yeah, we're always kind of just exploring ideas freely. Like I'm not saying I'm not into it necessarily. But anyway, with that being said, if I look back at my own life, like getting, getting into music was a first thing that was, feels like the, 
how when people describe the process of manifesting, that's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that sounds like what I did mm-hmm. to get into music, which is just that I obsessed about it. I listened yep. to certain types of music. I would imagine myself playing music in a band every night mm-hmm. when I was going to sleep and would focus on it. And that almost primed my mind to when the just the niche butterfly effect opportunities arose, I took them. Mm-hmm. And the you know irrepeatable sequence of events happened, and then I ended up in a situation where now I've played music the last decade, and the types of bands that I wanted to play and imagine playing in when I was a kid, uh, you know maybe not with all of the specific right. bells and things, whistles, bells and whistles <laughs> that I imagined, but you know like in a sense it it was like well if I look back on my past I f- I feel like I've kind of mm-hmm. manifested that reality. Yeah. Or even what we were talking about earlier, like getting into software. Like Mm -hmm. you look back and you're like, I couldn't have chosen these. I I couldn't have been smart enough to make these right sequence of choices. There's a type of randomness there, but a focused, lucky randomness that took Mm -hmm. place. And it was almost like I just primed my mind. I became the type of person that would have those opportunities after, after, few years of obsession and, and, and focus. Well, I think that it just proves that the subconscious is way more powerful than we give it credit. I mean, and we're, we obviously yeah. people are learning that every day now, like more and more, but yeah, we put more and more weight on that, like over the years. Yeah. Seems. I mean, it, it definitely makes us feel like, like you said, like we think it's random sometimes, but really it could just be our subconscious, like doing things that we just don't even know. Like we, we don't even realize we're thinking about something a certain way or we don't even, maybe, maybe I know for me, it just became like a reality of imagining being in a band one day. I was just like, this is just reality. This is just like what I do. Like when I'm driving in the car with my family and I'm listening with, to music on on my headphones like I'm thinking about being in a band or I'm thinking about how much I like this song and I want to write one like it like yeah you kind of just train your subconscious to then become something almost it seems like yeah yeah and <clears throat> you know there's truly whether or not the whole the full manifesting argument is true it there is truth to a degree there is some percentage of just gains of character and uh, gains of opportunity that seem to take place for those who prime themselves with like positive or just forward thinking mm-hmm. or you know thinking that they're capable mm-hmm. uh, thinking that something is possible or having like positive feelings or emotions towards you know so- something happening like it goes without saying that there's uh, there's weight to stuff like that. Like you'll be better off doing that than not doing it. Mm-hmm. But like the the whole argument is to what degree that goes, and really that that gets into the religious realm because yeah. depending on how depending on how far you take it, you might take it to like say that oh well God is within us or mm-hmm. you know consciousness is God or. Mm-hmm. We're swimming in love, or you know, whatever you <laughs> yeah. might say or might put on it. Like it gets to religious levels, but then on the other side, it gets to where scientists argue about it, or whatever. Scientists have their beliefs on what the subconscious does and what the human mind does. Like they think we have no free will, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a really contentious topic, and it's like 
I don't know, like I stumbled on it just more of like I'm trying to figure out my own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I like stumbled into this whole like, this seemed like this strange philosophical structure that's like, well, how should I think of my own mind or like my own subconscious or like think of how, how should I prime myself to engage with the world? Like what makes sense? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, and there's a lot, like, do you have any stories from like your family? Like, hmm. of, like your, your grandpa, or your uncles or something. Cause like I, you hear stories of like, Oh, like your great uncle would, you know, he would go into the woods every day and like say mm. his prayers with God. Mm. And like you hear these little practices and you're like, you're like, yeah, like it just sounds like someone who has faith, but it also sounds like someone who has like a very intentional like mental practice that. I yeah, know. I mean, I think a lot of my, at least on my mom's side, a lot of my family was like that. I mean, they were uh, basically, they've just always been like large scale gardeners essentially like they've always had big gardens and they would just plant like to make they would plant like mm. essentially food to eat to survive and then they would go out and hunt to eat like that's pretty much the only reason why they did it and so they've always been like working with their hands blue collar type Mm-hmm. And it probably a deep respect for like nature. Yeah. And, and that and like animals. God created nature and like that old, like old school belief, yeah. almost like Irish farmer. And God, God like, is in the wind and the trees. And yeah. The rocks. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, I mean, definitely there were plenty of, you know, stories of that, of them like going out in the woods with only four bullets. And that means they need to come back with four animals or like pray and like, make sure you like, are good and you pray and like all that stuff and like you'll be blessed and mm-hmm. things you'll like have that. a good balance yeah like, yeah literally exactly <laughs> yeah yeah no, all it, the while they'd look at like farmer's almanac and like <laughs> take uh, yeah. other things and you know but i mean still i mean yeah uh they were definitely like that i'm sure there are some distinct stories i can't think of right at the moment but yeah. No, for sure. Me, me, me as well. I just kind of, it's just like kind of a vague sentiment that mm-hmm. you hear. But like, if, if you look at stuff like that, like an ev- evolutionary psychologist or something would look at that and, and think that like, oh, it makes sense that Christianity has and provokes or encourages behaviors like this because mm-hmm. they're like, anti-fragile behaviors or their mm-hmm. behaviors that have good fitness in nature mm-hmm. you know like saying like praying bef- praying for strength before you go to bed praying yeah. for courage mm-hmm. or all the community aspects you know all these things you could point to there's kind of a seed of truth in there like for all of them that's kind of just like that's pragmatic mm-hmm. uh i i keep on using this word pragmatic and that it's I guess by it, I just mean that it's like, it. it's a thing, to, it's just a solid choice, no matter if you believe in it, or no matter if you have a philosophical or moral view about it. It's kind of just like, yeah, this is it a just, choice that makes sense. It, yeah, and it just exists. What's crazy is I think, not to sound like a boomer, but I think that's kind of why Christianity is, it seems like it's kind of dying in my opinion, 
Like not like the integrity of it. Like I don't give a shit about Christianity really as a religion. Like yeah, like Christianity TM. Yeah, yeah like, like yeah, and it seems like because it's going away from those type of beliefs, you know, and like almost hard upbringing that like it's getting too like wishy. I don't know. Like it's just I don't know. that's a whole another topic. Mm-hmm. Christianity is a loaded gun. <laughs> it, yeah, it really is. And how it's like <laughs> and how interweaved it's used, with American culture. How it's, yeah, how it's yeah, how yeah, dude. It's yeah. That 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 could we could talk about that topic for like three episodes, I think. Yeah, we could definitely like have the pros uh, and cons and we, like we should have the blood, on for that one. Yeah, like just the bloodshed it's caused, but then like some of the good things it's done. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a shit there. But what, what, some what baby... religion is not bathed in blood, really? Like, if you think about it. Exactly. Bathed in blood. And I was about to say baby in bathwater. Yeah. Or a baby in bath blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, you don't, like, at least me, I'm like, you don't want to throw it all out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever want to ignore or downplay any of the, the costs that religions yeah. have, have caused across history. And, yeah. And, the downsides of it and all of that. But it's like, there's, for me, it's more just like humility for like the mystery of it. And like, we don't know what seed of truth has been developed in those things. Mm-hmm. And we can't simply throw it all out. We need to understand it at least first. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I fall into it with that. But yeah, that's, that's definitely an app, a future app. Yeah. Um, one thing kind of, kind of on the realm of like the subconscious, uh, stuff like people will also say like programming your mind or they'll use the analogy of like your mind is software or like the universe is a simulation and you can program the simulation. Mm-hmm. Like that's what a mind is, is capable of doing. And it's a similar inquiry of thought. There's maybe more like tech, <laughs> like techie, like religion, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the simulation. It's thing, what which, it kind of feels like. It's that's what it's becoming in a uh-huh. way is it's weird. Well, and I actually, I, I, th- you know, I think there's actually the, the simulation, actual simulation argument, if laid out correctly, which we could talk about at some point. But it's a good argument, mm-hmm. and there's like mathematical foundations to it. But it's also the way that it's kind of been blown up in culture recently. You know, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's funny and it's entertaining. But it kind of with that whole subject, there's a guy who named Jeff Booth who wrote a book called The Price of Tomorrow, which is really good. Um, it's just a book about how our economic system is basically misaligned with what technology does, mm. which is technology just simply makes us more productive. Mm-hmm. It makes things cheaper. It makes prices go down, <laughs> and we have an economic system that forces prices to go up. Yeah, It's kind of a simple idea of a book. But Besides that, that's Jeff Booth. That's what he's most known for now. He's also like a tech entrepreneur and made companies and all that sorts of stuff. But he randomly like drops this thread months, months back, December 31st, 2020, that's kind of on this topic. Uh, He says, 32 years ago, I was given the following questions. And every day since I've read them when I wake up and before going to sleep. Uh, through all the ups and downs that life throws, the questions have helped me understand that it is not outside events or people or things, but our thoughts to them that control us. Hmm. So he's almost saying the, uh, basically what we're talking about without saying it. Mm-hmm. 
And then he shares this quote that's kind of the idea behind why he keeps the questions and reads them. And the quote is from Frank Outlaw. It's, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. Yeah, I could pick like five different verses from five different religious texts that say the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and the meme equivalent I think of is like, have you seen the domino meme where it's like a super tiny domino? Mm, I don't know. And then a slightly bigger domino and then a slightly bigger domino. It's just like, it's a meme of a guy pushing over a mm. tiny regular sized domino. And there's like seven dominoes in a row, but each domino is like it's twice the size of the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, that's kind of like the first one's like thoughts. And mm-hmm. then the last one is like destiny. Yeah. And so it's kind of a snowball effect or like a, a argument, cascading mm-hmm. events. But that's kind of my theory. Uh, I've been trying to really, I want to talk about this in the future too, but like the topic of anarchism, like we've talked about it briefly off, yeah. off the show. That's kind of like where I have started with these things. Mm-hmm. these like beliefs uh, or like that political alignment is like you start with thinking you know you start with those thoughts of just not allowing certain i don't know hard times or troubling issues to penetrate your thoughts like you keep your thoughts zoned in about in this instance about politics like i'm speaking like when mm-hmm. i when i'm thinking of things in my political scope uh that, I think it's very important to keep your thoughts about you, like mm-hmm. what you actually think. Don't sway, you know, especially with nowadays political, I don't want to say climate because everyone says that, but political climate. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like the quote again, like it says, uh, watch your thoughts. They become your words. You know, it starts with like, it starts with watch your thought. And, and just the idea that like, it's just a thought. It's mm-hmm. it's the lightest, most immaterial thing. Like, how much mass does a thought have? Like, yeah. I don't even know. I, that's a whole other interesting topic, honestly, you could, you could talk about. But, you know, like, it, it's something that you can play with. You can play with your thoughts. Yeah, or, they, or they can play with you. Like, if you allow, yeah. if you have a weak mind and you... I mean, think about when you're a kid and your mind is weaker because it's mm-hmm. younger and it hasn't experienced as much. You can easily... Like be your you your mind can easily manipulate you into believing there's something in your closet, there's something under your bed, you know, yeah. there's something that's gonna eat you at night. It's the same thing. It just when you become an adult, it's like real world things are gonna eat you. <laughs> real world things uh-huh. are gonna swallow you. Real world, you know, and you have to be able to strengthen that mind so you can't. You can just watch the thought come in and out. Like you yeah. can watch it kind of just exist and you're like, well, that's crazy. Like yeah. I, I, I can see that that thought is pretty crazy. I came up with, or my brain came up with it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna delve into it. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. And like you're, I mean, you're mentioning anarchism and like, I just feel like, I don't know, like if you, if you start to embrace something like anarchism, that puts such a, that's such a heavy type of individualistic mm-hmm. belief framework that instantly if you dive into that you're kind of saying like oh shit i'm taking ultimate responsibility for myself and my world yep and like once you realize that if you have thoughts going off in your head all the time that's just like you're a loser you can't do anything Mm -hmm. you're kind of just 
once again, pragmatic. You're mm-hmm. pragmatically like, well, shit, I shouldn't have these thoughts. Like, yeah. I'm not going to make it out there <laughs> like, right. as an individual agent trying to, you know, survive and make, like, I'm not going to make it if I'm just shooting myself in the foot, if I'm damaging myself. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah and I, and there's something weirdly about taking ultimate responsibility. There's something about that that's, I mean, selfishly kind of can just bring peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, you know. I'm excited for the experiment. <laughs> Like yeah. I said, it's kind of an experiment. I'm not, I wouldn't claim to be that because it's a very broad term too, but it is, it's in, I think it's a important exercise. That I think everyone yeah. should try sometime. Well, all these things we're talking about are experiments right. and exercises right. and, you know, uh, there's very, there's very little that we are full, that we could say we're experts on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're very right. It's like a daunting title and a daunting, um, task to completely like reject any type of authority or or any type of anything really and think to yourself i'm on my own i'm going to provide for myself that's this is how reality is this is how it's going to be it's pretty much what it is there's way more to it but briefly yeah and and yeah you know in different people there's yeah to have different interpretations and, and stuff like that and you know like that isn't even the name i would put on my belief system. I don't even really, I don't have a complete belief system, yeah. but, yeah. but generally like, I don't know if anyone how, in their twenties does. And <laughs> now I'm noticing that too. <laughs> and, and maybe that's a good thing. Like yeah. you should probably be exploring. Like I, I want to be, well, there's a term strong ideas, loosely held. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of my goal is to, mm-hmm. is to have that. And the, the, the strong ideas that really stick around and they don't get replaced you know, because they're loosely mm-hmm. held, don't get replaced by a stronger one. Right. Those are the ones that are like, okay, this is likely to be true, because I'm looking for answers constantly. I'm looking to update, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not finding anything. But uh, shit, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I don't. Oh, oh, yeah. But for for me, like, it wasn't anarchism, but more like stoicism or stoic mm-hmm. philosophy. Mm-hmm which is kind of getting popular, you know, whatever. But uh, the writings from these Stoke philosophers is very much in that same realm. It's kind of just like humility, take ultimate responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, act with virtue, think with virtue, be totally consistent. It's kind of a martial artist approach in a way. Uh, yes, it, I mean, it that very, kind of reminds me of that. Very similar to that. Or like um, a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, less less strict. Like the Stoics yeah, believed, yeah. you know, drink up the good things in life and all of that. Okay. But I need to do more research on that. I've never really heard of. I've heard of it. I never really read anything about it. Yeah, I mean the the go to text is um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and this is an amazing book because it was never meant to be published. This is Marcus Aurelius's personal journal that he probably never wanted released to anyone and Marcus Aurelius was really one of the most fascinating great leaders of the Roman Empire and like really turned things around and like earned the respect people though not to say that like he had I don't know like not to say that he didn't go to war and kill people Mm. and obviously as the Roman Empire and all of that but um you know, he was a standout leader 
near the end of the Roman Empire. If you've seen the movie Gladiator, Mm. uh, the... uh, Fuck, I don't remember what his name is, but Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He's like kind of the son that inherits the crown Mm -hmm. and then becomes like a little more sadistic and abusive. Well, his father in that movie that dies at the beginning of the gladiator gladiator is Marcus Aurelius. Like that's the timeline. So Marcus Aurelius, son, ironically enough was one of the ones who very much undid all of his father's work and, Mm. and kind of nailed in maybe the end of the Roman empire. You could argue, but Marcus Aurelius, like he was raised with philosophers and raised being taught stoic philosophy by, uh, Cato (laughs) and, and in this journal, you read this journal, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's, you know, a thousand years old, thousand plus years old. And it's, he starts out and he's just talking through his weaknesses. He's talking about how he doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and how he has to remind himself that he needs to do the work of a human. Mm. And that no matter what that work it is, is it is honorable and it is right. And, it, and, you know, it's kind of dressed in like all of these themes and language that we don't quite relate with like Mm -hmm. virtue right like that's a term that americans don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't mean anything to us virtue but like it meant a lot yeah to them but it wasn't like a specific god they're necessarily worshiping like they believed in a lot of gods Mm -hmm. but it kind of gave them also this weird thing that a lot of people have nowadays was just like a scientific humility or respect for nature Mm. like they respected that nature was more intelligent to them and they wanted to align themselves with nature Mm. and that that was what was virtuous do you remember Um, the book of virtues the book of virtue no google that real quick or look that up real quick okay i think it was a tv it was a animated show wait yeah literally no um uh, who was it grant (laughs) was telling me about this last night really because I asked him the question, I was like, did like, did, did your mom ever tell you that patience is a virtue when you were a kid? Let me see that shit. Um, Let me see what came up. Treasury of great moral stories for your children. What a nice sounding thing. That's, yeah, where I, we, that's, that's where I learned that was from a TV show called The Book of Virtues. Well, the funny thing is, I was telling Grant, I was like people would always tell me that it's like patience is a virtue and I would hear it but I didn't know what the word virtue meant literally so I would just be like oh I found it there's a buffalo (laughs) there's some kind of cat (laughs) dang man that's a throwback right there shit that looks 90s as fuck yeah dude if you've seen uh, adventures from the book of virtues I love you But yeah, but Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, like it's a crazy book. You, I mean, you can find like free PDFs online mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, it's fascinating to read it because just how, since you know, it wasn't supposed to be released mm-hmm. and like just the humility in the pages and like, it's kind of like reading Proverbs or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Just like verses of, of wisdom, you know, how to do deal with people, how to deal with pain I guess, oddly enough, a virtue that I learned was patience, and it was with my family, and I guess it's the virtue that they've always taught. Like, my grandpa taught me, at least, about patience was through hunting. I mean, Mm -hmm. you would sit for three or four hours and not have to move, speak, 
literally you would be meditating. Like you'd literally be sitting. I would mm. many times I'd be sitting against a trunk of a tree and it's dark and the sun is rising and you're just watching it's it. It's just totally silent. Totally silent. You're like 14, 15 years old, maybe 13 too. Like, and just sitting and watching everything happen. And like, if you got to pee, you just sit there. Like, yeah. The old, and then finally, like after you, it's so hard to exist like that for humans. I feel like now, especially because I didn't necessarily have to eat that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I could go to McDonald's. But like back then, I'm sure it was way easier to have that patience to sit for three or four hours for like an animal to come. But then it for, for that age and the time period, for me, learning patience that way was like excruciating. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted to do other shit. Well, it makes sense that, you know, if you... If you that, if that's what you have to do to get your food, it's like mm -hmm. sit and wait for three hours. And that's what they did that at one get, time. It makes sense you would get in touch with your subconscious. Yeah, exactly. Or like whatever spirit or soul. I, I attribute any mental strength to that kind of period of my life. It, it, Even though have. I didn't like it at the time and I hated it, like I attribute a lot of the, you know, the few or whatever you call it, like the any mental strength i learned in my life was probably from that yeah other things too but from that for sure yeah and and you know one thing we don't we can probably close out the topic after this but like i guess just the other side of this whole coin you know we've been talking about all these adjacent ideas that, that kind of dive in the the subconscious and the the mysteries of how your thinking can affect life or whatever. Mm. But like the other side of the coin, you know, there's this whole self-help industry. Mm. Like there's people that are in self-hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Like self-help hell. They're in self-help. That's a good self-help uh, book title. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, you in self-help? That's a good idea. I should write a self-help book about how self-help doesn't help yourself <laughs> and i'm gonna call it self-hell but then i'm gonna become a self-help hellish guru hellscape myself so. self-hell from demon or a demon from self-hell exactly but anyway self self-hell yeah so like a lot of people they just it kind of feels like okay so you know how when you're a kid and you watch a samurai movie or something mm -hmm. like that mo just watching the whole samurai movie when you when it's done you're so primed your imagination is so primed you feel like you're a karate mm -hmm. kid yourself and you're like ready to go play karate with your friends or whatever or mm -hmm. pretend and and so that's just kind of a classic way that like humans learn like we when we see something we admire we mock it in our own heads or we mimic it like mm -hmm. monkey see monkey do mm -hmm. And it's best exemplified in kids. But it, I think that same effect takes place in self-help where, like, you can watch the YouTube video, the, the self-help YouTube video, and kind of, like, you're, you're posturing yourself as if, you know, this information or this person is, like, kind of conducive with yourself. And it, it basically it just feels like you're doing something. Mm. It feels like you're making effort when really you're just sitting back and con doing more consumption. Mm-hmm which is likely where people, what people do to even need self-help. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's more and more like, and then also these ideas, the self-help ideas, they're predatory in a, in a subtle way mm-hmm. where they don't empower, they, they empower you to seek authority yeah, and a, yeah. a, a different type of authority with a different type of dress up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like when you see the numbers of views on like these videos or how popular these books are that come out, it's and it get but then you see how most Americans are living right like the Netflix numbers it doesn't or something add like up. that yeah or or even YouTube numbers like this this is one I know off the top of my head two billion people watch more than an hour of YouTube every day whoa what the fuck two billion people more than an hour of YouTube every day yeah and it's like how many you know That's what percentage a- of those people are on the self help yeah algorithm you know hamster wheel right. And yeah, and so I think that's the other ve- side of the coin and the secret and a lot of these influencers and uh, there's a whole name, a bunch of names I could lump in here. Um, I'm trying to think of what that guy's name is. The only self-help uh, book that I've been into is one we both read. Uh, uh, what was it? And I was going to mention it on the All Our Failed Project episodes too. And oh, I, I was actually gonna how, how to fail at everything and still succeed, or how to fail right? at almost everything and still win big, or something. Yeah, like that. that's what yeah. it is. The guy who created Dilbert. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the only. I wouldn't even consider that a self help book, but it helped me. <laughs> yeah, it kind and, it kind of is. It was uh, that was cool though because he lays out like all of his failed projects yeah. on one page. Yeah, and it's like restaurant number one, restaurant number two. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And like tried to make a video game, tried to like any ideas that I'm sure lots of Americans have had, Uh (laughs) like very similar ideas. Yeah, Uh, that is actually a book, a book I like, and Mm -hmm. um, I like it because it well, it doesn't tell you what what, doesn't necessarily do. It just gives you like mental models to think about Mm -hmm. um, certain. So it's kind of like a biography in a way. Like yeah, a little bit a of self like, biography almost because it's written yeah. by him, but it's like a self help at the same time. You, I would look it up if you're interested. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. Most for and for most people who like have the desire, they like need that self help information. It's like traditionally that's what would be philosophy mm. or religion. You know, like if you're saying you like you're going to learn philosophy, it means you're going to think about the deepest thoughts humans have ever thought with mm. the deepest thinkers and to consider them for yourselves and think what, how you want to conduct yourself, you know? And that's, that's what, that's what these people are like. That's the itch that these people are trying to scratch, but the self help, uh, you know, bubble, it's so shallow that mm. it doesn't give, it doesn't actually give you anything. So it, yeah, empowers you to trust authority, but it's disempowering in the end. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like self-hell, I feel like a lot of people are there and and just diving into the whole, that whole world, like this is what I'm left kind of thinking. It's like, wow, there's a lot of mystery and I put a lot of weight on the subconscious and how powerful thinking is, but I don't know how far it goes. Mm-hmm. And also I'm humble, humbly considering the fact that a lot of people fall into the cracks of self-hell and I don't want to be that person. So. Yeah. It's kind of had me kind of dipping in and mostly dipping out of that world and 
finding philosophy and science and stuff like that that's a little more, uh, just a little less, I, I don't know, cross, just trying to take advantage of me, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe. That's why I've been trying to eat healthier and be active is because I don't want to reinforce negative habits on my mind then too. Yeah. Working out is a great tool to strengthen your mind also because you got to tell yourself to keep going when you don't. And at the beginning, I was excited because I was like, I'm going to whip my ass into shape. Let's do this. And now, three months later, every day, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Five thoughts every day before doing it. Just staring at your fucking shoes. Yeah, like, I don't. <laughs> or I'll be at work. I'm like, fuck, I got to go home and fucking run. Like, you get home from work and all you want to do is take a shower and like watch Netflix or YouTube or something and play a video game, play guitar. Nope. Run a mile. That's strengthening your mind. Yeah. And it's those simple things. Like you don't need, once again, someone else's wintering lottery ticket numbers. Like mm-hmm. just stick to the tried and true, go run, go sit and think and ponder Mm-hmm. You know, go like be in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like lift heavy rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. That's like, that's my shortcut. That's the thing I say when. That's uh, a like, good, it's, that's it's a good. A, yeah. That's a good. Well, it's from a meme. Like a, I don't remember if I took it specifically from a meme, but like the bell curve meme, but it's kind of just a thing. That's like a meme way of saying, do this simple, dumb it's a great thing that your grandpa did and your great grandpa and your great great great. And so for me, it's just like, oh, I'm complicating things. Just mm-hmm. lift heavy rock, lift heavy stand rock. in sun, yeah, sit eat, sit next to tree, yeah, <laughs> eat meat or yeah. whatever it is, <laughs> like, shoot uh, shoot gun. <laughs> yeah, I um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm not in self hell. Yeah, I was getting close. I felt like that's why I made this, the drastic switch. Because I was thinking more of the concept of hell is just on earth. And then I was like, well, it is if you create it around you. So yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's all, but, yeah, it's all about responsibility, I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like. But I don't know. There's tons of nuance. There's people who have mental disabilities and stuff like that. True. Or, Trauma or things like that that you make mm-hmm. it to where it's not as simple yeah, it as we're talking about. And yeah. we could never fully consider. Well, and there's that. also things that I probably shouldn't try and heal with, you know, running and lifting and just eating healthy food, you know, like yeah. not not to not to say that just being physical and active is going to get rid of a weak mind because it definitely doesn't. There's plenty of people with a weak mind that are strong as fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not like perfectly correlated. Yeah, you got to get 50-50 of like strengthening your mind by thinking and or talking and going to therapy or getting help like from other people and that's where people with mental illness that can't really, you know, control how the you, the cards they're dealt, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is very different for them. Yeah, or doing math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh I was looking through all these, I have all these fucking old notebooks from years back, mm. and I found my notebook from when I was trying to get my GED so that I could go to college, mm-hmm. so that I could become a software engineer, <laughs> and <laughs> I was doing eighth grade, ninth grade math in this notebook, Damn. and I just like, 
I remember just crying at my desk as a mm-hmm. 22-year-old or whatever, <laughs> however old I was, 23, just like feeling like I'm 10 again, just crying yeah. at my desk, doing math. I don't get it. <laughs> Why do they have to introduce num- letters yeah, into yeah. it? <laughs> uh, and I don't know. And like that's that's the stuff still to this day that's like, when I think about mental strength, it's like mm-hmm. you can when you sit down with some math at your desk, you can just feel the resistance. It's I fucking heavy. Hate it. I hate it. It's I need to hot, like I need to do that. I need to get better at. I need to. Bro, go do some fucking long division, <laughs> dude. When I first got prescribed Adderall a couple years ago, I did nothing but algebra for like two weeks. Really? <laughs> yeah, because my brain was just like. <laughs> Let's do math. <laughs> like, wow, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, no, I don't like Adderall, but <laughs> like Adderall Gibra. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, my brain was like Adderall Gibra. Let's do it, bro. Let's go. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I was doing free algebra on the internet. Like Corey, my roommate, was like, "Why? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Uh, and I told someone I was doing it. And they're like, "Yeah, you're on Adderall." <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. funny. One uh, the one time that I took Adderall uh, prescribed, or perhaps not prescribed, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really feel it." Like an hour or two in, and then all of a sudden it was three a.m. and I was like. Trying to get my powder, you're just like. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get my friends to race me, and (laughs) they had already. We had already been racing, yeah. And I was like, "Why doesn't anyone want to race anymore?" (laughs) And then I realized I said that, and then I looked at my phone. It was three (laughs) a.m., and I was like, "Hmm, we're racing down the neighborhood street (laughs) three a.m." But you know, that shit sucks. Unless you really need it, but that shit sucks. Yeah, I don't like it. Like it's. I, I can't even think about how that might improve my work and my productivity, yeah. specif- specifically as, as as a coder. But it's like, no, I'm not even gonna fucking yeah. touch. Yeah, I'm it could. But next box. thing you know, you're gonna be like, for those not seeing, or like hunched down like a fucking T Rex, and your hands are gonna be up, and you're just gonna be like, Ugh. really tense. Yeah, I noticed like when I yeah, dude, that shit is no joke. See, I'm more of like, well, you know how, have you heard like software engineers at Google, like micro dosing? Like, yeah. have you seen those news stories? Like there's a bunch of stories. I would, that. I'm a full on supporter of micro dosing shrooms um, compared to Adderall because it has the same effect, at least in my brain and in my body. When I microdosed mushrooms, mm-hmm. um, it gave me that feeling of an Adderall like mm. for me, like it, 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 it just heightened everything, but without the ill effects of gritting my teeth, uh, being super tense, um, super irritable, not eating like none yeah. of that happened. It was completely different. It felt normal. Yeah. I, I've tried micro dosing a few times and, um, I found it to, yeah, kind of, kind of be like that, how you described it. It's just mm. a little bit of a turn up, like tweak, yeah. The colors are a little bit more vibrant and, yeah, there's kind of a slightly stimulated focus. It's interesting because 
kratom is kind of the same way. Ooh, I've tried kratom. It's I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but um, it kind of has the same effect. Where if you use a lot, it becomes a. Uh, it becomes kind of like crutch. an opiate. It like well no the dosage if you take a high dosage it is similar to an opiate if you take a smaller um, dosage like a microdose it is a stimulant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was interesting to try, but it tastes like shit. Yeah, I well people use it to try and get off of op- opiates. Right, right. right. Yeah. But if you sprinkle like a little bit, it's it's like coffee. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. I don't know why it does that, but shrooms kind of does the same thing. You eat a lot, you kind of trip and you feel relaxed. You feel like you ate a bunch of edibles. You eat a little bit, your brain gets torqued a little bit. Yeah. Speeds up a little more clear. I don't know. Something about it. It's cool. Yeah. I, I, w- I would try it again. I had it with like sweet tea and mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, I, I don't fully remember it. But I one time just took a big ass spoonful and yeah. chugged some water. Well, well it's a plant. Friend. It's grinded. It's, it's like literally a ground up plant. It's the into most powder. bitter taste. Yeah. Like take black coffee and times it by thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could talk about drugs one day. <laughs> Save it. We for talked about drugs. <laughs> just more in depth drugs. Yeah, we need to get uh, someone someone who's done a lot more. drugs. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool. So DM us if that's you. Yeah. Uh, but like in a research healthy way, <laughs> not yeah. like a lot of, not, not a lot of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. If you're Did, just doing a bunch of glass, <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, I mean, maybe still, I mean, still message us either way. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Uh, Josh, you've been, uh, hearing a lot about Dogecoin again. Yeah. Uh, dude, every day <laughs> on Twitter. I don't know shit about it. I know you do. I, but I just keep seeing people to the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dutch to one dollar. <laughs> it's at what, like forty four cents? Or I some don't. Shit? I don't know, man. I think it's at forty four. I think it's almost at. Well, no. If it was at fifty, I'm pretty sure people would be having parties. Yeah, probably moving up towards fifty cents. I'd say. But what does that mean in the Bitcoin world? What does that mean in the Bitcoin world? What it means is that. What does it uh, mean in the Gus Coin world? There is no Gus Coin. <laughs> So, yeah, are you gonna make an NFT, bro? Is that how it oh works? God, a Gus yeah. coin. <laughs> See, I, I'm. There's a whole. I'm not even gonna open up all the reasons, but there's a whole pan panacea of reasons mm-hmm. that are very good on why I think that Doge and NFTs, every altcoin, Ethereum, shit all of coin. them, that- shitcoin. Yes, <laughs> they all fit into that category, and we'll 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 have an episode about it. I hope. Here's here's what Bitcoiners think and and know. What's happening again is another hype cycle, mm. and a bunch of people who don't understand what Dogecoin is or any cryptocurrency, they're all kind of just piling in and speculating and trying to get rich. But really, behind the scenes, there's some smart people with money who are pulling the strings. Not that it's fully manipulated, but there are people that are taking advantage of the lack of knowledge. Mm. And they're getting ready to do a, some some good old rug pulls. That's that seems what we call too good them. to be true. Like the uh, the amount of people that are stoked. <laughs> like, uh, yes, it is a sp- well, and the amount of people that are like, I don't really know what this is, but I'm dumping my money into it. Like, uh, yeah. and that's like the tweet. 
like I there's people like people like this guy I hadn't talked to him in in years and you know I've been talking about Bitcoin for years and telling people like buy Bitcoin learn about Bitcoin Bitcoin this Bitcoin that and then you know guy hasn't seen me for years he's like hey so you still in a Bitcoin like yeah I bought Dogecoin <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> okay cool and he's like is that was that a good decision it's like no and I probably told you, in fact, I guarantee I told you three years ago to not buy anything but Bitcoin. And yeah. here you are three years later, you bought it at the top because you saw a tweet. Yeah. And now you're telling me someone actually knows about it to try mm-hmm. and have me say like, oh, yeah, that's a good decision. No, it's mm-hmm. not a fucking good decision. You're going to get rug pulled. You're going to get wrecked. So like what? They basically won't get the money that they are thinking they're going to get? Like rug pulled? Well, rug, that's just a, a phrase. It just means like like pump and dump. Like mm. you're going to get, you're going to buy really high. The price is going to crash overnight mm. and you're going to be down 40%. So what's the thing? And that's because other people took gains if it gets, from your money. If it gets to 100, then what happens? If it gets to a dollar, then what happens? <laughs> you know, some people are going to dump it. Maybe it'll keep on going. The thing is you never know. And people with lots of money, they can they can They can control that. It. Yeah. They can't control it, but they oh, okay. can as much money as they have, you know, if Dogecoin is a a bill I I think Dogecoin is like 10 billion dollars mm. market cap right now, which is fucking insane. But you know, if someone has 500 million, so uh point, point 0.5% or wait, that's a uh, 5% mm-hmm. of the market cap of Dogecoin. They have 5% of it that they could kind of move around at will. Well, they could, on the short term, they could move the price mm. in such a way to where they could wreck noobs and wreck them out of their trades mm. and then take profits off of them, basically taking their money. And, you know, it's it's just classic stuff that happens. It's just like it's, it's strange that this is the phenomenon that everyone's like running around because it's a meme. Mm-hmm. When it's like, hey, the real things right here, Bitcoin, like, it's, I mean, it's I the feel real like that, fuck you money. I feel like that fits Americans pretty good, though. They're not going to pay yeah. attention to the things that would make sense if they would just learn about it. They'd rather talk shit on Twitter and support a meme. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's pretty That's pretty spot on for being an American, <laughs> I think, unfortunately. You know, like, Doge, Doge is still better than um, all the other shit coins, though, because the other shit coins are telling you, they're like, we're building the future, mm. and our protocol is truly decentralized, and mm. no one, wink, can control it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and they're getting all these people that are like, oh, this is the future, and I'm going to hold it all the way down to zero, and, like, I'm putting all my money in it, and... And it's like all a bunch of vaporware or a lot of it's vaporware and a lot of it is they don't reveal how mm. it actually works, such as Ethereum, which is the second biggest cryptocurrency. And it's like they claim to be ultra sound money and claim to be decentralized when even someone who's like me, who's not, su- well, I guess I can't say that anymore. I guess I'm pretty technical. But anyway, like it's easy to tell that they're not decentralized because literally Jeff Bezos could turn off like 49% right. of the Ethereum network because mm-hmm. that most of it runs on AWS. Oh. And there's a reason that Ethereum runs on AWS and Bitcoin runs on tens of thousands of individuals, yeah. Yeah. you know, computers in their private own. Like there's, there's lots of nuance going on there that um, 
people to understand. But, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that to say, uh, crazy mania is going on with, with crypto and, and the stocks and with people's monies. So I said people's monies. You know, I'm just still pissed monies, that but, I can't even. I'm so broke that I can't even afford to put ten bucks back. I really can't. You're not missing and that's out. That's what sucks. It's like whose lines it anyway. Like the rules are all made up, and the points mm. don't matter. Like mm. that's that's what, at least for me, that's what the numbers mean at this point. Mm-hmm. Because it's all a lot of it's going to go crashing down, and a lot of people are going to be hurt. So, in fact, I saw a Reddit story or like a Reddit post. Uh, there was like 20 year old kid and he's like, Hey, like, I, like help. I'm in 1.5 million in debt and I need advice. <laughs> and you oh, know, wait, Oh, Oh, not from, okay. I thought it was something to do with putting it into like, no, it was crypto. trading crypto. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Holy now fuck. I'm 1.5 million in debt. <laughs> okay. I'm 20 years old. I thought old. you were just saying he's in debt. I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to laugh at that. But no. if it's because of crypto, then. Yeah. You know, it's some poor, it's some poor kid who traded himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, six, uh, seven yeah. figures deep. And yeah, you know, those are the stories that it's yeah. like, fuck, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you don't want to be that yeah. wrecked. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if I could afford it, that's what I would be worried about. That's why you just buy a little bit of Bitcoin every week and you don't sell it. Hmm. It's the simple. That's the uh, lift heavy rock of yeah. <laughs> of, of, 2021. of the whole crypto world. It's just <laughs> yeah. like mm, buy Bitcoin, mm. put it away. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to the news. Um, Good advice. Yeah. That, that, try it out. Try it that, out for a month and see what happens. That right there, if you ever uh, talk to someone who's financial, that right there is the best performing investment strategy of the last decade. Hmm. And so that it didn't used to be the case. So now whenever people think they're financially savvy and they talk to me, I'm like, uh, by, you know, lift what, heavy rock. What, my what lift heavy are, rock strategy yeah. outperformed all of Wall Street and, yeah. and uh, all of the banks and all that. So mm-hmm. you can't tell me shit. Yeah, but with all that said, don't get wrecked on Doge. Though I do, I it would light me up a little bit to see it hit a dollar. Uh, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> but people will get wrecked, so it's sad <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but whatever. Oh, well, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, Nestle, 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 <laughs> Nestle, Nestle. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>